0: Hello again everybody, thanks for checking back in to localjobnetwork.com radio where we bring you expert knowledge and insight into the various aspects of business and employment. I'm your host Tim Muma. You're listening to part two of our corporate branding discussion here on Moving Up the Ladder, a show where our guests give you some valuable perspectives on improving your career or business in this case. Our expert guest again is Mike Stefaniak, VP of Strategic Services and Senior Brand Strategist for Hanson Dodge Creative. We pick up our conversation now with a look into social media's role in one's corporate branding efforts. Now, earlier we talked about, you know, the idea of transitioning with technology and how things have changed maybe. And I just want to ask briefly on the role of social media yeah. when it comes to branding. I mean, how important is that? I mean, is it, is it a necessity really at this point in really in anything we do nowadays? Yeah, I, and and what we would say is for any consumer brand. Right it's a safe bet
1: that social should absolutely be part of the mix. Um, The conversation is happening out there with or without you (laughs) on a variety of social platforms. And if you decline the opportunity to be part of that conversation and to actually be in dialogue with consumers when it's appropriate and when they want to be in dialogue with you, to decline that is absolutely indefensible for a (laughs) consumer brand. I I would love to hear a, a situation where a consumer brand believes they shouldn't be in social media in an active way and, and why that's the case. In B2B, the social component is important, um, but for business-to-business companies, the form that takes is, um, is a lot of times different than it does in the consumer space, and it should be. Okay. So things like technical forums, bulletin boards... And LinkedIn can be huge and valuable brand-building tools and ways to get brands closer to consumers sure. for business-to-business. For business. If you think about you know technology-based companies or defense industry companies. or, But at the same time, for B2B, platforms like Pinterest, Facebook, Instagram, and those sorts of things honestly tend to have very little value. Okay. An, an engineer at Motorola isn't going on Facebook to see what other... Users of a particular engineering software package are saying about that software. Right, right. They may, they're probably in technical forums and and and, um, and chat rooms and looking at bulletin boards and looking at um, you know global spec and stuff like that. And there are social elements there. So some of it is understanding what's appropriate for the business goals and what's appropriate for the brand. There's almost always a social component. But there's a lot of mistakes to be made along the way when people think that either the stuff that works for consumer works for B2B or they think in B2B that they, they shouldn't be there at all.
0: Right. And obviously, it's something that comes up periodically with guests we have or you know just people we talk to, the, the idea of social media and how, as you mentioned, there have to be different strategies and, and different philosophies when, you, yeah. when you're going into that. There's also – there's some
1: interesting data um, uh, that came out through Harvard. I think it was, uh, it may have been in Harvard Business Report. The name Harvard was on it, was what I remember. But <laughs> that talked about how small the percentage of people, there's a, a surprisingly small percentage of people who actually want to engage actively with brands. I, I want to say the number was like 25%. Okay. So some of it is also being, and, and that's part of why we look at brand champions, who are your very best consumers. Those right. are the ones who want to engage. Part of it also is to make sure in social media that you understand what engagement is powerful and effective and what isn't. We see lots and lots of companies who still think social media platforms are marketing channels, and that is a not an effective way at all, <laughs> is, is a kind way of saying it, uh, not an effective way at all to use um, those opportunities. Um, so some of it is also understanding what are the standards of conduct, what's understood to be appropriate um, when it comes to brands on social media, and making sure you play by the established conventions. Mm. Uh, you know there are lots of snarky bloggers and and, no. and posters and all that <laughs> <You're> ready <kidding.
0: laughs> ready to crucify you if you if you violate the uh, you know the unwritten written rules. Sure, and we're getting a little low on time, but I did want to hit on a couple more yeah. things. Um, the idea of having some sort of spokesperson or a, a face of of not necessarily a company, but it could be a it could be a product, um, you know, and it doesn't have to necessarily be anyone in particular, or it doesn't yeah. have to be a celebrity. It can be in some ways or an athlete. I mean, is that important? What are the pros and cons to sort of having that figure that? I mean, does that establish anything? Does that does that help with the brand, or is that in a sort of in another avenue there?
1: You know, it, it absolutely can help. I mean, the obvious con to it is bad behavior by a celebrity endorser can can um, can hurt a brand. You know the other side of that, though, is consumers are pretty savvy. Mm-hmm. I think it's not. I'm pretty sure it's not the 1950s anymore. We, <laughs> uh, you know, consumers get that not everybody's a choir boy or a choir girl, mm-hmm. and that people have lots of dimensions to them. And, and in America, we're quick to forgive. And from my vantage point, that the transgressions of a celebrity are are less of a big deal than they used to be, and, they, and they're just part of the package. Sure. Um, you know, the advantages, especially for launching new brands. Uh, a celebrity endorser can be a huge way to get a brand visible and and the Super Bowl GoDaddy, you know, they, they revamped uh, Danica Patrick, but but even having her as a spokesperson when they did, you know, really launched that brand in a huge way. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, there's definitely advantages to it. What's important is for the brand again to understand what is our belief system? Right. And are we latching ourselves on to a celebrity or endorser who believes what we believe and therefore believes what our brand champions believe? And, and there's all sorts of examples of where that's worked tremendously well. Again, I go back to the active outdoor space where Hanson Dodge plays. You know, having if you're doing climbing gear, having some top climbers using your products and endorsing them is absolutely critical to your, to your credibility. Um, and that's why you'll see for Black Diamond, for example, they sponsor a bunch of climbers and you got to do that. Right and in that case it's less about pop star celebrity and more just about people to give you the cred that says this is this is the real deal
0: right and as you said that it is real it's not just somebody essentially taking a paycheck to endorse something, exactly. and, but believable in the ways you've talked about. So yep. um, clearly that's that's your foundation and, and it's it's successful. And that's why you guys focus on that idea yep. of authentic, real authenticity, not this uh, perceived one or the, the joke it's become in some yep. ways. Exactly. You know, lastly, as we do look a little bit to the future in terms mm. of whether it be, you know, again, sometimes the branding and marketing people, it sort of intertwines at, at points. But, I mean, do you foresee any trends or strategies that, you know, good, bad, or just different are going to be occurring. or you see maybe on the outskirts the next few years, ten years, that sort of thing?
1: Yeah, definitely. And and I think a lot of these, or um, a lot. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give you two of them, and, and they're both they're already here. Mm-hmm. It's just the the degree to which they're um, they're important is going to increase. I I talked earlier about um, the brand as a belief system that's shared with consumers. Tom's shoes is an indication of what's to come. The Millennials are taking over the world, <laughs> 2017, largest consumer group, and all the data on Millennials says it's, it's absolutely essential that for them to, to believe their favorite brands share a worldview that's similar to their own. So brands need to be clear about what they believe, they need to communicate that at every opportunity, and most important, they need to behave in a way that's consistent with that. Um, That's going to be more critical moving forward as demographics shift from an age standpoint. Second, again, something we've been seeing for years with with the rise of of web-based technology is that the value of intrusive paid media will continue to diminish. Um, There's always going to be exceptions like the Super Bowl and the captive audience. I think this year's Super Bowl was like the third highest-rated TV audience of all time, and a lot of people watch for the commercials. Right. That's still going to be a great opportunity for for brands with deep pockets. Or
0: well, although I would chime in, yeah. a lot of those commercials and stuff they were sort of putting out, you know, teasers online, sure. so they were utilizing those yeah. you know, smaller screens. Absolutely, so
1: absolutely. But in general, consumers, it's going to be easier and easier for consumers to avoid unwanted advertising, and so. Brands are going to continue to look for ways to be involved in consumers' lives in ways that aren't intrusive, mm-hmm. in ways that just seem like a natural flow of what the consumer is already doing. So gaming, sponsorships, events and experiences, those sorts of things, the investments there are just going to continue to increase. And, and to your point earlier, the technology always evolves, so there's going to be new ways of being parts of consumers' lives that, that we can't even fathom that will show up in the next year or two.
0: Well, Mike, I really do thank you a lot for really giving the listeners some different perspectives, some insight into this you know, idea of branding and, and taking care of, of that image and really being uh, you know, believable and real in, in what they're doing. If people are interested in contacting Hanson Dodge, uh, maybe they have some interest in working with you guys, Where can they con- how can they contact yeah, you?
1: Yeah, we're, we're, uh, our website is Hanson Dodge H-A-N-S-O-N, Dodge, as in the car, HansonDodge.com, uh, and there's contact information there, and, uh, and definitely get a hold of us.
0: All right, great. Well, thanks again. We do appreciate you coming in and uh, sharing the knowledge with yeah, us. Yeah, thanks for having me, Tim. Uh, again, that is our guest, Mike Stefaniak. He is the VP of Strategic Services and Senior Brand Strategist for Hanson Dodge Creative in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Well, that'll bring moving up the ladder to its conclusion today. Of course, we do want to hear from you, the listeners, as well, so drop us an email with any comments or suggestions. Send that over to Radio at localjobnetwork.com. Wishing all of you success in your endeavors. I'm Tim Muma. You've been listening to localjobnetwork.com radio.